So welcome to Eat Finance. Uh, first of all, uh, those of you on the Lyra team, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let us know what you do. Yeah, cool. I can get started. Hey, everyone. Uh, Mike here. So I'm one of the founders of Lyra. Um, before that, I was an engineer at Synthetics, working, building smart contracts there and, you know, got looking into options in about mid-2020 during DeFi summer and kind of realized the potential of this composable primitive, um, but all the challenges that kind of were involved with bringing options on chain. So I sort of started trying to build an AMM with uh, Nick and Dom and, and Jake and the rest of the team and kind of have been going on that now for about, you know, a year and a half. So yeah, that's my intro. Maybe I'll pass over to Jake now. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Um, so as Mike said, I'm one of the other co-founders at Lyra. Uh, I came from WhatsApp. I was a software engineer there. Um, and now my responsibility and focus at Lyra is product. So taking the protocol, um, which is very complicated, um, and then communicating it to users, letting them interact with it in a really seamless way. Uh, Cody O'Kelly. I guess I'll jump in. Uh, hey guys, I'm Cody. Uh, I've been at Lyra for a little over a year now, uh, running growth and community. Um, before that, I was doing an MBA at the University of Technology in Sydney and working more on, on traditional startups and that sort of thing. I just want to say, I've seen your little uh, lion profile pictures all over crypto Twitter and, and Discord. So um, it's cool to finally be here uh, and be um, kind of like in the EV Mavericks community. So thanks for having us. Wolf or meow. <laughs> um, hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Hey, um, I'm Kisa. I work at Lyra in partnerships and integrations. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I come from an options trading background. So here to help answer any options questions and stuff related to the AMA. Thanks for having us, guys. Yes. Yeah, so thanks so much for being here. And, and so just a little bit about the Mavericks, what really sets this community apart is uh, these Mavericks were earned. They weren't purchased. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't the kind of NFT drop where there's 10,000 of something and then, you know, uh, people bought into it and that was their ticket into the nightclub. It, it doesn't work like that. So the, the community members that were offered an opportunity to mint a, a lion were actually procured over time according to contributions. So there was no expectation of anything. Uh, it was just the nature of the community on Reddit, on ETH Finance, uh, where we just have a very lively group of people in the daily uh, who were then, uh, a couple of people came up with an idea, hey, we could we could put an NFT together based off of real world data. And so the, the people that you see on crypto Twitter that have the lines, uh, most of them minted that based off of their, uh, their profile interactions on, on ETH finance over time. So these are, generally speaking, this isn't really like a trading group. These are Ethereum you know, technology lovers that have been here for quite a while. And, and, and we're just, I'm just this public facing moderator. There's so many good uh, community members, uh, makes our job really easy. And I got Super Fizz here. He runs ETH Staker. He's a fellow Maverick in a long time. He's been in ETH finance since day one. And so I'm really glad that the Lyra team reached out to us. First of all, you did, 
he did a great job of like approaching the moderators, asking for a little space on the on the subreddit to conduct an AMA. And a lot of people don't they don't know who you are, but this is how they're going to learn more from you. And so um, I think we need to jump in maybe on the most basic of questions, which is what are options? What does expiry mean? You know, what, what is a call? You know, can you just give us like in tradfied terms what those things are and then maybe how that works into the blockchain in the future? That's a very big question, but I know that'll give us a lot of good background and content because we're a community of teachers, but we're also learning too. And I stand to learn from you. So go ahead. I guess I can start off. I'll give the crypto native perspective and then I'm sure KSET can offer a more refined uh, perspective from the TradFi side, having some experience there. Uh, and just as well, to before I get into it, uh, would like to say, yeah, I've been a big fan of the ETH Binance community for a number of years. Um, when I first started seriously researching Ethereum back in like 2016, 2017, I spent a lot of time lurking the forums of ETH Binance and um, great to see the community still thriving, you know, over five years later. Um, so to your question on like, what are options, right? So in its most basic sense, I guess, an option gives someone the right, but not the obligation to trade an asset um, for a certain price. That's called the strike price on a certain date in the future. That's called the expiry. And there's two main types of options, right? There's a call option, which lets you buy the asset um, at the strike price on the expiry or a put option, which lets you sell the asset, right? So it's a very flexible, very generic template, right? Which is actually, I think, where you start to get the power of like, you know, this composable potential of options is that you can really create whatever payoff you want, right? So, you know, you might hear about people talking about options to like, you know, hedge risk if price goes down, they might buy a put option, which means that if the price of an asset goes down in the future, they can still sell it at the price they want to sell it at. On the flip side, like maybe someone's bullish on, you know, ETH price going up as we head into the merge, and then, you know, they might want to buy a call option and take that out, you know, at a lower price so that when the price does increase in the future, or if it does, they get it, you know, access to buy it for, for less. Um, they're just the most two basic examples, right? So you can actually combine options to construct any financial payoff you want into the future. So another really common one is like you'll get people combining a call and a put, um, which kind of lets you bet on like the volatility of that asset going up and kind of gets to this, I think the heart of what options are for me, which is that like, you know, an option lets the holder sort of transfer risk from the future and kind of like, you know, attain certainty about what they can do on the expiry, right? And I tend to think that's a pretty fundamental requirement for, for any market, right? Because it lets markets sort of onboard people that are not speculators, right? As we know, crypto prices fluctuate wildly up and down. And a lot of people just aren't interested in that, right? They, they want certainty about, you know, what they can do in the future, what they can trade an asset for. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what attracted me to options. Like I'll admit, like I'm not an options trader. So like, I can't really go into the intricacies, maybe like KSEC can as to like how you can really construct you know, unique payoff structures. But I do think like just at that foundational level, they're just really, really essential for any um, developed economy, which DeFi is definitely trying to be. Um, anything you'd add to that, Kesa? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a really perfect explanation. I would say, you know, they're just one of the most composable financial primitives. You can build really any payout structure to reflect your opinion. They're a fantastic tool for people who want to use them to earn a little bit of extra yield on their assets. They're also a fantastic tool for people who want to protect themselves and buy insurance on, on their position. Um, I think Mike mostly covered, you know, the basics really well there. So. so 
I was going to put it out there to the people that are sitting in the audience. If this is something that you can speak to or you have questions for the team, feel free to raise your hand. We'll get you right up on stage. I'm going to switch over my window uh, to the actual AMA that was on Reddit. So those of you that are on uh, YouTube at home. So there's some there's some uh, some replies that were given, but we'll do a little bit of live reply here. So first of all, the number one upvoted uh, question was from a, a, a gentleman that I know I finally met in real life is Logri the Bart. Logri the Bart is a... Man, he is such he is such a smart guy when it comes to all of this stuff. I wish I could get him up on stage to talk to you all. But his question was, are you aware of a good landscape article for options protocols that describes the differences between you and your competitors? What makes Lyra special? And then the second thing is, what are DeFi native features for your platform? And thirdly, what does it enable that a TradFi solution does not? Yeah, um, it's a great question. A lot to unpack there. Uh, I can get started again and hand over to the to the rest of the team. So I think the article that was linked there by um, by someone else is this Z Prime Capital overview of kind of like the options landscape now, which I think is definitely the most up to date uh, article. It is a common question we get because there are like a lot of options protocols, um, and I think that's actually because no one's really been able to crack this this problem yet because it is quite complicated. The way I like to think about I guess how to uh, differentiate the space is like you know th there's a few different dimensions, right? So like early on, options protocols would, would kind of split down between are they trying to build an order book or are they trying to build an AMM? We saw order books not really work on chain for a number of reasons. You guys probably remember like you know old order books like Ether Delta and stuff like that really struggle with the technical constraints of blockchains. So latency issues are, are no number one, but also now gas fees as well are kind of just untenable. So um, most order books don't really work for options. And we've kind of seen recently people pivot away from that, trying to build the AMM, which is what Lyra is trying to build. But the problem with the AMM is it kind of introduces a lot of complexity um, to the protocol design. Uh, options are pretty complex things to make markets on, as I'm sure KSET can attest to, right? Like the flexibility, the thing that makes them so useful because you can construct any payoff you want. On the other side, for the market maker, means they've got a lot of risk to deal with and a lot of different scenarios they have to cover and, and things like that. So for us at Lyra, like we decided the AMM was the right approach because, you know, we think we believe in the AMM, right? It lets people aggregate liquidity. It lets anyone become a liquidity provider and make markets on, on things they otherwise couldn't get access to. And on the other side, it gives permissionless access to traders to buy and sell, you know, the assets, in these cases, the options. Um, so we basically wanted to build the AMM, which I think is what most other teams are doing now. But that introduces all these problems around like pricing and, you know, liquidity aggregation, risk management, th these types of things. I think for those looking at the space, like you'll see most protocols now are, are trying to build an AMM. Where you start to get a, get a little bit more sort of differentiation is like some people are focusing specifically on, say, like the option vault sort of projects. So you've got like ribbon and stake DAO and these types of things, which basically let you run automated kind of covered call and cash secured put strategies. Um, they've been quite popular for, for users because they are a really natural, I think, evolution from this kind of yield farming narrative that sort of you know, transpired throughout 2020 and kind of has proved to be unsustainable as, as we know. Options, as, as Kset mentioned, let you kind of generate cash flows for, for selling. Then there's also more innovative kind of, you know, options adjacent products, things like Open Squeeze, which is kind of like an at the money 
sort of perpetual, never expiring option. And there's sort of pros and cons to that that we can get into, um, as well as some other, uh, I guess, things like Primitive, which are doing like a replicating market maker uh, and other types of projects. So I think that article is definitely, you know, probably has the best overview. If anyone hasn't read it, definitely go give it a read. Um, to move to the second point of the question, like, What's the DeFi native feature? Again, I touched on it before, but I think really the superpower of options is composability and that's what DeFi uniquely enables, right? So like, you know, you've got all these payoff structures that you can construct, you know, risk mitigation, leverage, you know, yield generation, all these things. But like in a TradFi context, like it's not possible for me to go and build a product on top of an options venue, right? Like it's just impossible. Like I can't tap into that. With Lyra, what we're trying to do is like provide the first fully composable venue on chain from which people can build again any payoff they want on top right so we've started to see this already so a couple of projects i'd like to call out one being polynomial who run an option vault um, they sort of sell options directly to the lyra amm to generate cash flow for their users there's another one called brahma finance which are basically they're bridging uh interest from l1 uh over to, to optimism and, and using that to run a kind of option buying strategy to enhance the yield of that liquidity f- uh farming there's a few more as well um that are in the uh, the pipeline which probably aren't you know publicly available yet but i think that's the super you want to jump in case um yeah i was just going to say i think that the one of the really uh unique things about lyra is that it's all on chain so all of the risk management the way that the amm manages its its delta and moves around its implied volatility dynamically to reflect its position is not something that you see in TradFi. It's open 24 hours. Um, We can pretty easily spin up new markets uh, whenever, you know, the there's demand for it and we can just respond on chain to that type of demand a lot faster. And it has to be able to automate and understand risk in a way where no one is telling it what to do it just has to if uh traders are buying options from the amm it will raise implied volatility up until a point where it meets market demand um so i think that part is the really cool sort of DeFi native part of live i saw uh tuesday's uh tuesday's jumped on stage i First of all, Tuesdays, I don't know if you're going to talk or not, but this guy runs a really, really kick-ass group called Palisades. Uh, he has a really great uh, Discord. They're pretty laid-back uh, cats, and they, they talk about all kinds of stuff, a lot of fun to hang out. But Tuesdays, uh, he's a pretty knowledgeable guy. I was going to see if you had something you wanted to ask. Yeah, I, I, thanks for the shout-out. But uh, I had two questions for you guys. Uh, do you guys uh, – would – would Lyra be kind of more uh, American style or European style options? We're European style cash settled options. So there's not a physical delivery of ETH or whatever the underlying asset is at expiration, but we felt like it was a lot easier to build something that would be European. And then if people wanted to then receive the underlying at expiration, like that's something that would be very easily built on top of Lyra would be to just expire a position and and then make a trade with the collateral to put you in the underlying position that you wanted. Gotcha. And then um, I see that you guys have ETHLINK, Bitcoin, and Sol. Are you guys uh, looking to expand to 
other coins and because i guess i guess uh what i was thinking is uh i'm a member of dow and we constantly are trying to figure out ways to raise money so being able to sell calls as a dow to either collect those premiums or uh i guess make a sale uh would definitely be a enticing option yeah i mean definitely like our goal is to eventually be able to offer markets on any liquid asset that's on chain um i think that's definitely the end goal um there's a while to go to get there because it is a complex protocol that we're trying to build there's a proposal that's been passed to to list um Aave options i think with the new avalon release coming out maybe we can talk about avalon soon um but yeah we'll be onboarding assets throughout the year as they go through governance and um the, you know there are a couple of dependencies for us like being on optimism and you know, underlying using synthetics protocol at the moment, we kind of have some some upstream dependencies as to how we can list things, but certainly going to roll out more assets this year. Yeah. Awesome. I would also say definitely, definitely um, reach out in our Discord and get in touch because we're we're looking into what our later versions are going to look like, and you know, maybe there's a way either now or sometime, you know, pretty soon in the future that we can get something like that worked out if you, you want to find their discord you could go to lyra.finance and then uh i'm showing everybody on youtube over there on the top right where it says community you can go quickly to all of their proposals grants their discord twitter snapshot etc and i'm going to pivot back over to the thread uh peg city longtime contributor on eth finance what are the what are the plans for the anytime exit pools I would assume there will be a rush to exit and get your SNX rewards weekly. How will the pool handle that sort of thing? Do you want me to go, okay, said? <laughs> I can. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, so anytime entry exit is the foundation of the Avalon uh, upgrade, which is coming next month to, to mainnet. Um, what it means is it, it's basically... We had this limitation in v1 where you know we had to create trading rounds so that liquidity provider funds were kind of locked for the extent of the trading round um this is obviously not a great ux for lps but it was to basically to do with the fact that we were having trouble in an efficient way computing on chain like what the net share of you know the lps net share of the pool was options have this time component to them so like it's not like withdrawing from a uniswap pool where you kind of have a static slice at a, you know point in time with options protocols you kind of have options that are outstanding and you need to work that out efficiently and in a way that's non-gameable so we chose to sidestep that complexity in v1 but we understand that this is not kind of good enough going forward and with avalon we're kind of giving lps the ability to exit the pool whenever they want um now there's you know some more nuance to that which is that you there is still a short delay period so we need to kind of start with that at a reasonable length of time we're targeting around seven days or we're trying to get that dropped you know decrease it over time um, to hopefully get that down to down to a few days so that you can basically signal you want to leave and then a few days later your funds will be um, free to, to exit the pool. Um, I should say as well just like because it is like the natural kind of consequence of any time entry exit is it does lead to this really good situation for traders where like we can start to list much further dated options than we currently have. So at the moment we have like a month-long trading round and at the start of the month you get you know, four weeks worth of options looks pretty decent, but then like, you know, three weeks into the month, you've kind of exhausted all of them. You've got one expiry left. 
all the LP funds are still locked. It's not great from a capital efficiency perspective or from a trader perspective. But with any time entry exit, because LPs can come and go as they please, it means that options can continue to be listed and we're going to be targeting out to 12 weeks or so almost three months worth of expiries at any time you turn up to the protocol. So that means almost 100 strike and expiry combinations per asset, um, which we think is going to be you know very attractive to, to trade. So that's just a little bit of context around you know, what any time entry exit is, is doing and what it's enabling. Um, just add to that, um, we've had a huge push from our mechanism team to, they've come out with some papers on how they price the liquidity providing tokens for any time entry exit, and they use a rolling uh, GWAB, it's a geometric weighted average implied volatility to track the uh, value your LP tokens so that allows you to be able to enter and exit at any time and right now we're starting with the seven days just out of sort of an abundance of caution but I would expect that that will lower you know substantially as we as we see how well it works with any time entry exit but also because we're able to move people freely in and out of the pools we can then direct our liquidity incentives to meet demand much more quickly than we can with the current round system. So if there's, you know, a huge amount of activity in the ETH pool and utilization is very, very high, or we have some large amount of interest in trading in there, we can turn on higher rewards and pull all that liquidity into the pool to meet the demand instead of having to wait, you know, for the next round of liquidity providers to deposit in a month or so. And, and one final comment on that, which I think is really interesting as a second order effect, is that by by creating the anytime entry exit mechanism, we kind of are creating a fungible pool of liquidity, right? So in V1, LP positions were NFTs. Um, in Avalon, they're going to be ERC-20s, which means that you can take those uh, hopefully yield-bearing or cash flow-bearing sort of option ERC-20 tokens and use them around DeFi, right? So like they could be traded on Uniswap, they could be put into a lending market, into a yield aggregator, it kind of opens it up to that composable potential of ERC-20, which I think is something we're going to see a lot of um, when, when Avalon's live. I got a question, uh, just kind of expanding on Avalon a bit there. Have you guys noticed, uh, you know, with the soft launch with Avalon, any major changes in how users are using it? I, I found like just the spreads are a lot tighter. It seems a lot more efficient in a lot of ways. Um, just wondering on your side of things, are you noticing, you know, it really change in terms of how people are using it? Jake, do you have any take here? I was going to say maybe um, a summary of like the key features. We yeah, 100%. I'll go through that. So with regards to what we've seen so far, the current Avalon app is only listing expiries out to two weeks. So we're not hitting the um, 12-week expiries that, we're going to be launching on June 21st. So that's still to come. I think that's going to be a huge behavioral change for traders because um, the, the time-based strategies they can execute will really open up. Um, in terms of the, the spread so far, um, again, there's only 300K liquidity in the pool. Um, so I think the spreads will only get tighter, um, which is, again, going to be great for traders. Um, in terms of, yeah, the features that are coming out for Avalon, for those who don't know, um, before Avalon, we launched the last version of our protocol in, I think, August of last year. 
Um, and this had this round system that Mike alluded to where LPs will lock up for four weeks and then we list up to four week expiries. And as the round progresses, the expiries just sort of disappear. So that was a big constraint for both LPs and, um, and traders. And that has been totally resolved in this new version. So for traders, um, I think one thing that we didn't potentially mention that differentiates Lyra from a lot of protocols is you can buy and sell options against the AMM. Um, so it's a two-sided market. We're going to have up to 12-week expiries um, due to the deprecation of this round system. Uh, and the other really big thing is we have partial collateralization for shorts, which is another um, really, really big feature that's going to introduce um, a lot more capital efficiency to people selling options in particular. So we're going to see, uh, and we already have seen a lot of people reaching out to us um, that are going to start to do uh, things like arbing between Lyra and Deribit because it becomes more capital efficient and just like, yeah, um, a lot of, I think a lot of new strategies are going to come into play. Um and then obviously, yeah, for LPs, I think we've, we've covered most of the new features, but anytime entry exit is, is a huge win. Um, and Delta hedging, which previously has been uh, turned on for some of our smaller markets before Avalon is going to be turned on for all markets. So LPs are not going to have any directional risk um, throughout the, the course of their provision. Um, I think I'm not, I'm not- that's everything. Sorry, yeah, I might, I might just jump in there like anecdotally because we don't have a lot of like data on, on Avalon yet because it's only been live for a short period of time. But just, um, and I'm sure Kasek can echo this as well, like talking to partners, um, kind of keeping an eye on the Twitter and seeing how the general conversation is going. Um, it's kind of like, you know, Lyra launched um, quite a while ago now and people said, oh, I'm going to try this. Um, you know, there was this kind of, uh, the, this issue with rounds, you know, it wasn't very capital efficient for selling, but it worked. Um, and the pricing was kind of, um, was the first time there was like this two-way market on chain. So it kind of perked people's interest back then. But what we're seeing is like um, a lot of the more serious options, voices on, on crypto Twitter and that sort of thing, kind of having another look at Lyra, which is really exciting for us, um, you know, for people to come back and say, hey, or I'm starting to see more and more features. This is looking more and more like a market that I can really trade on. And I think that's going to be like the generational shift with this new version is like with capital efficient shorts, with longer expiries, um, it becomes uh, kind of moves from this like beta stage into a into a protocol that can really be used by a serious options trader, um, even though it, it was being used in the past, but it kind of um, hits that next level. And um, yeah, that's really exciting for me, kind of watching the community react to that. Hey, I was going to check and see if somebody that's on stage could go over to like the public chat and another other rooms where it looks like there might be questions. I don't want to leave uh, the stage um, for the viewers on YouTube while we're still having a conversation. Um, I'm going to switch back over to the Reddit post real quick. So there was three questions towards the end that didn't get answered, but maybe there is no answer. You guys uh, don't have an answer. Uh, who is call? Who is call cover? I don't know what that means. I don't know who call cover is, but I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. It's a, um, it's a, it's just a funny person from our community who 
um, often has lots to say uh, with, uh, you know, some of the token price and action and, and some of the new features, but kind of funny. And if you're not in the Lyra community, we've got a pretty cool um, happening community over there. So if you're interested, come over. Do you have it? So most of your day today obviously must take place on Discord. I didn't notice any telegrams or anything like that. Yeah, um, our community is is really Discord. Um, we have, you know, some other like Telegram, um, you know, chats for trade flows and that sort of thing. But um, all of our kind of events and everything operate out of Discord, which is discord.gg um, slash Lyra. So, yeah. Discord is, it's such a gift, isn't it? In some ways. But in other ways, if you want to do like a stage with multiple speakers and not necessarily have everybody on a Zoom call, we kind of we're kind of fudging together lots of nuts and bolts tonight trying this for the first time. I I don't know that I've ever supervised. Have you seen anybody do a Zoom call tied to a Discord stage tied to a stream on YouTube? No, and it's genius. Wait, can you hear me? I don't even know. Yeah, I can hear you. I this is what we need for. A, the POEP call that we run because we want discord and zoom. So we're going to have to get you to tra Ooh, train logic beach on how to do this. This is the best thing ever. I love the multi-platform of this. Yeah. Some of the Mavericks and myself earlier today were like, Holy crap. We got Lyra team coming in. We've got David Hoffman coming in. I know there's a way to do this because I don't think it's very exciting to watch a, a stage with no video. Yeah. So you know, what's hilarious. You, um, you used your Jeremiah Nickel account and you, I'm subscribed with notifications to that. So you you posted like a test and I'm like, what, what is Jeremiah doing? He's, he's doing something funny again. And so I, I got your, your test version of it. It was hilarious. That wasn't supposed to be live. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, going back to the library team, by the way, thanks so much for answering people's questions. There was two, two last questions, at least in the thread is when one transaction spreads, can you, can you uh, chime in on that? Maybe you need to just describe what that is in TradFi terms, a transaction spread or one transaction spread. Uh, I think we can give you the classic DeFi answer of that as not now, but soon. Um, we're, you know, it's definitely a problem that we're trying to solve uh, right now with partial collateralization. We're one step closer to, sort of being able to trade and package spreads. A spread would be any transaction that is more than one leg. So either maybe buying a call and selling a different strike call or buying a call and a put together. Um, you can create all kinds of payout graphs and strategies by combining multiple different types of options. So it's not not something that's coming with this new release, but I do think it's something that we'll try to solve for in one of our upcoming releases or possibly like there will be some level of composability on top of Lyra to get uh, some something similar to that build. I forgot to make a shout out to the username of the person, Woot Nasty, that had that question about one transaction. <laughs> That's awesome. You got to look you got love eat. the Reddit. The Reddit usernames are classic. Um, and then Hoselef H O C I L E F asks: I often read stock market options are overpriced regarding volatility. For example, implied volatility is greater than realized vol volatility on average, so that you have more chance of making profit by selling. 
Does this observation stand? Uh, does it stand for the crypto derivative? And when was that question? Uh, I mean, two yeah. days ago. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, I would say um, the narrative that's been happening in in DeFi about um, option premium as sustainable yield has really compressed the implied volatilities across the board at, at Lyra, at, at any CFI or DeFi options protocol, because um, I think a lot of crypto native people have entered the options market through selling. And so there's a bit of an imbalance right now. Uh, it's definitely hard to say if it's better to be buying or selling options, but I think the last couple of weeks have shown us that crypto volatility is <laughs> very much alive and well, and it definitely isn't always more profitable to sell options. There, there's certainly a large amount of risk with that. I was, uh, was going to ask a question because I'm, I'm a type of guy that it's like, I love it when teams come together. I love it when people coalesce around a cause. So my first question is, how big is the team? And like, how did you all find each other? This is very, this seems like a very niche thing where I, I'm, I'm guessing a certain portion of you had experience in TradFi. You're, you're moved to crypto because it was a nice job opportunity in a new space. And like maybe what percentage of the team was kind of crypto native all along? But like, how did you find each other? I always like to hear those stories. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're at about 16 full-time contributors now, um, which is which is great. Uh, I think the origin story is kind of like, it, it, it's got sides on both the crypto native and, and the TradFi. So like myself, as I mentioned before, I was at Synthetics working as a smart contract engineer um, during DeFi summer and, you know, sort of being captivated by the amount of activity that was happening on things like Uniswap, Aave, Compound, these types of protocols and, and looking at like, you know, what was the next frontier? People were talking a lot about derivatives, um, perps specifically, but options were sort of, I think, probably not getting as much attention. And that's because there were so many difficulties and, and challenges. And when I started to realize how powerful they were, but how complicated they were, I, I sort of reached out to Nick, who is another co-founder who's not on this call. And, and he was working as an options market maker actually in, in the US at the time. So we've kind of had that sort of like, you know, two-sided crypto and TradFi sort of combination since the very start. And then since then, as we built the team out, it's kind of gone a similar way. And I'd say like one of the things that I think amazes me most about this space, and we can definitely attest to it at Lyra, is like when you start solving a, a hard problem like options in the open, in a way that's open source, transparent, you have a public discord, open source code, and, and this kind of open source ethos, like you sort of like inadvertently attract other like-minded people from all around the world right and like a couple of us are based out of australia but now the team is truly international we've got people in the us and, and other countries as well and we've just noticed that like you know the people coming into our discord are either you know often deep tradfi experience options market makers quants these types of things or they're people from other crypto projects uh, i think the last five or six people that have joined the dow have come directly through discord so like I, I personally believe that's the best funnel now in Web3 is, is your Discord and like building a, a community that's sort of committed to working in the open is, is I think, a superpower that's not really available in, in Web2 and the traditional world. Um, so that's that's what I'd say to that. Yeah, it, Discord is it's – it's such a good coordination tool. I'm, yeah, it, it, 
just for the just for the you know the networking effect of like bringing people together under the same roof and the ways that you can like kind of share things. So that's really neat that you guys come from you know diverse backgrounds, world you know all over the world, finding your last six hires on a chat program that was designed for gamers. You know, I think um, the I, th I think the first public comment in our mechanism channel was was by Vlad, who's now leading the charge for our new AMM design. And like he he came in that way. And I think K said probably one of the first comments as well. <laughs> we found each other through. Sorry, I didn't know that about Vlad. Um, yeah, I mean, I came in in the context of my traditional finance job, and I was trading and market making on Bitcoin options at the CME and started looking to get across all of the DeFi options protocols that were popping up and joined a ton of different option communities, read a ton of white papers and started, you know, asking really serious questions about Lyra's trading mechanism and giving input and, you know, really trying to understand what was going on. And it was just such a cool innovation and something that we just haven't seen in anywhere in CFI or DeFi before that it was something that I really wanted to to join and be a part of. Well, as we get close to wrapping up here, are there any final uh, thoughts that you guys have or any that you want to let the community know about? I was actually just thinking, um, now that we have Superfizz on the call, um, this I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll just be quick, but it's just a little like side comment, but um, you know, something that Mike always says and, and that we've kind of spoken about internally as a team is um, options were originally just used and the, the reason they were, were kind of formed was as insurance for wheat farmers um, to, to kind of buy puts and protect themselves um, against fluctuations in, a, in an asset price. And that kind of raised the question about like, who are the wheat farmers of DeFi? Who are the people who... Um, kind of need, um, you know, downside protection against their their bags. And I think one of the best use cases for that are, are ETH stakers. Um, you know, they're the ones who are kind of, um, you know, forming the ecosystem. They have the ETH bags that they need to kind of protect themselves against. So, you know, ETH, we believe that in the future, ETH stakers um, will be one of our, and I'm sure they already are, like one of our biggest users as we have, um, longer out expiries um, and, and people can kind of buy these insurance policies against their ETH positions um, and, and whatever kind of chain they're on. But um, yeah, it's really exciting to have you on here, Superfizz. And I think we'd, we'd love to talk to the, to the ETH staker community and hopefully provide some education about how people can protect their uh, ETH positions using options. Um, and as they uh, you know, earn more and we move into, um, into ETH2, it's like, it's really exciting. Yeah, and I, I believe we had a call about a year ago, um, and I, I remember, like, getting off that call um, and turning to my, my buddy Lamboshi Nolan, and I was like, I I think it's really awesome. I, I don't understand any of it. Um, and so that that's kind of where, like, I, I have to acknowledge I have such limited experience with finance that I, I end up being a, uh, a, a barrier rather than a facilitator. Um, and so, like, I do recognize that there's value here, uh, but I don't, I don't know the steps to help actualize um, the movement. But I, I do, 
let's let's think about ways to move it forward because I I don't want to be the barrier, but I I can uh, help connect with people. We can help you with that. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Like, um, I you know I, I've been here. I'm, I'm thinking Jeremiah knows as much about this stuff as I do, and I'm afraid to speak because I don't know what to say. But I yeah I it's something we should work on. Let's, let's give it time. Um, let's start talking more. Let's get you guys more integrated with staking, um, and, and see where we can take it. Cause I, I yeah. do, I agree that it's right. I just, I don't have that background to really understand how it will work. Yeah, for sure. Like it's kind of this paradox where in order, in order to be an ETH staker for the last like couple of years, you kind of need to, needed to be ultra like, um, technical and being able to run your own nodes and that sort of thing. Um, and then now we're kind of seeing the entrance of more traditional finance, um, you know, expertise like KSET. You can't get much more um, experienced and, and helpful than, than someone like KSET. So, yeah, like I'd, I'd love to shoot you a DM and just and talk more about how we can educate, um, you know, it's they can help people to protect their bags against like the fluctuations that we know are inevitable in, in crypto. Yeah, I, I want us to be the right community for that. And I, I want to be the right facilitator. Um, it, it just, I may just may need some help getting there. So I, I think we can do it. I would say many thanks to all of the vaults protocols that have launched. I feel like they've found product market fit super early in DeFi, just because it's a very easy product for people to get their heads around, but it's, it's such a fantastic way to introduce everybody and get people used to the ideas for, for real options trading with something like Lyra's AMM. Absolutely. Yeah. One final note as well. Um, just to reiterate this upcoming Avalon release to, to everyone listening, um, this is going to bring ability to buy and sell options um, with partially collateralized shorts uh, on up to 12-week expiries. There's going to be anytime closing for traders, anytime entry exit for LPs and all, uh, all on chain. So we're really, really excited about this. Um, we think it's going to be an unprecedented trader experience um would suggest that everyone check it out on uh june 21 is when trading is going to start this is fantastic yeah go ahead i was just going to say if if you're interested in building something on lyra or even just trading on there yourself absolutely reach out we're we're ready to help with you know any of that and so the website once again lyra.finance correct Oh, all right. So Lyra.finance, check them out. Uh, check them out on Discord. You never know. You might end up getting a job there. Apparently, they have a pretty high success rate of hiring people straight away through good conversation on their Discord. Um, on a final note to the Lyra team, thanks so much for reaching out to the moderator team on, on ETH Finance uh, and helping to uh, get us kind of coordinated and following up and and conducting an, an AMA. And uh, anytime you have a major update, don't hesitate to uh, stop by the daily. Let us know what's going on. We always suggest teams to, you know, drop in, you know, once a week or whatever feels feels right to you to kind of give an update, especially as you move towards your, your major updates that are coming down the pipeline. And so thanks for coming. Uh, on behalf of eFinance moderator team, my name is JT Superfiz. Thank you so much for hanging out with us.
and uh, I will get the uh, the video posted and give a chunk of it over to the Lyra team. I'll probably I'll see if I can figure out a way to download it off YouTube, maybe splice it and uh, share a chunk with you all. And shout out again to David Hoffman from Banklist for kicking us off. This has been a lot of fun, and I'm glad that the. Uh, the little techno Legos worked and we were able to do a, a Zoom call with the Discord stage. So everybody have a great evening. Thanks again. Thank you so much, JT. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, 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 And thanks, Dan, for setting this up, too. Yeah, absolute legend. Bye. Bye. Bye, folks. Thank you. Yeah.